Welcome to Water Stories, where all wisdom streams converge, and we are asking the question, how can deepening our relationship with the creative element water offer all the solutions for humanity, and at the same time contribute to an evolution in our consciousness? Well, we need to go on a journey to find out, and water is a journey you go on to discover life. It's an infinite exploration of adventure, and there's a magic point where water's true nature reveals itself. It's a point of no return, there's no going back, no getting off and no way out. It's a point of reverence for all life. Where ultimately we find is a journey of remembering. And at the end lies a simple message about relationship. And Water Stories is this journey to get to the magic point. Hi there, it's Matt Thor, your host, your cloud surfing, earth gazing, ocean crossing, meandering, river following, water loving, aviator, water sommelier, and advocate of water's true nature. Broadcasting from the water temple here in the shards of England. And we are truly honored to open the Uniting for Water Room on behalf of World Unity Week 2021 with over 30 of the world's leading water luminaries each telling a water story. And it's time to tell a water story. Time to tell a story. A water story. And we are so richly blessed to have great grandmother Mary Lyons with us today. I have almost few words to describe how humbled I am to greet grandmother Mary Lyons. She's a title today is a vessel of memory, a forgotten obligation. There's so many things I could perhaps tell about grandmother Mary Lyons. I'd rather give time to the floor to let her speak, but she is an author, climate and justice activist, water and land and air protector wisdom keeper and an elder of the Ojibwe and Anishinaabe tribe, if I pronounced that correctly. Great-grandmother Mary Lyons, please come to Water Stories. Bonjour. 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 It's an honor. My name is Nijibi Ikwe. That means second water woman. I have been tuning in and, and listening, and it just fills my ever essence, you know, because our bodies are vessels that carry the waters forward. So I think walking into this world and i was just listening to the last speaker talking about and we do talk about the great mysteries of the elements you know the great mysteries of elements of life and when we talk about this you know being anishinaabe ojibwe first nations from my father stateside from my mother right now within our territories we are battling against uh, a particular giant that is coming through our watersheds, our plant life, our forest, and it's a menace. And we have a lot of water protectors up there. And the great thing about that is they're doing it within prayer. And I think it's really important why we really wanted to express to the world is almost pushing their empowerment button or their button to remind them of their ancestral ways that was put to us prior to this fast motion of movement of and please forgive me, but laziness is mankind of being the original gardeners, what we should be. You know, it's healthier to eat from the gardens versus opening a, a can of vegetables. And so we have to get back to that way of life. And especially what happened through this pause, this pause through this epidemic that we, that we just had gone through, is that we truly believe that you know we have this original agreement with creator before coming here and our spirits come down and we enter the 
womb, the pools of water within our mother's tummy for up to nine months while she fills this beautiful blanket of a body around us. And then what we do is we enter this planet and we do is we take this first breath, air. And so then we feel the warmth of the fire and then we plant our feet and nourish on earth, our mother. And so we have these agreements that we will take care of those four elements because everything within this planet depends on those four elements. And the beauty of it that many have forgotten is those four elements shows no prejudice. Mankind, womankind did that out of greed and the, the, the menace that carried through that shifted the organic lifestyles of who we are to be. And when we say that, we say, you know, I look out into these beautiful prairies and hilltops of where I'm sitting at right now and how beautiful it is. I'm in upstate New York at the Watershed Retreat Center. It's a beautiful place that I just needed to just come and center myself and to really reboot within this movement of water that's happening now. So you have to really do a lot of self-care. And one of the things that we really wanted to emphasize is that the importance of water and what it means to myself and how I would explain it to my great-granddaughter is that water is life. And that when I was a child, I had no fear of water. That I could get permission when I came to the rivers because that's a whole nother world. It's a whole nother world of our relatives is to get permission to for us to enter that space and to do it in such a loving way. And then I could nourish and drink from it. And I knew it wasn't going to harm me. And that I could still carry that water in a bucket and put it on maybe one of my favorite flowers or maybe some of the plants that I'm growing or the food that I'm growing. And that I know it would reproduce in a way that we all had a relative connection that we bared such a friendship together that we knew we were going to watch after each other and protect it. But what happened within that time since even myself as being a young girl to today, it's been forgotten. So that's why we say we want to help assist and, and sound out the alert for the awakening because the shift, this movement that happened in the last past hundred years is just like a bolt of thunder. It's like a bolt of thunderbirds coming to awaken the world to say, within our original agreements, within those four elements, we were to never put a price on them. And a hundred years ago, we never paid for a water bill. We never paid for electricity bill. We never paid for a gas bill. What happened within those interpretations of time why man felt that they had to take such greed and to prostitute such beauty for self selfishness? And so we're all at fault because we all fell under, under that, that aura of easiness. And so it's all our responsibilities now to, to wake up and to really look at does this life reflect on the life when we were little? And us elders will say no. So even within our responsibilities, within our time, we have to own 
when we turned our backs on our original gardens and the water is that what are we going to leave to our grandchildren because of our own selfishness so this is why we went back to talking about when you fill your vessels of your body with clean healthy water that is not filtered or whatever it may be what are you going to do are you going to fight that life in that water because right now you have to think about how much life is in that water that comes from those faucets there's none you can ask any scientist there's none because it's filtered and filtered and filtered and filtered but the water that comes in the streams and the watersheds and the stuff that just resonates and just runs and ripples and flows through Mother Earth is Mother Earth's life that she promised she'd take care of all her children, her plant life, ones that are in the oceans, they're in the sky world and the stuff she was gonna care for them. Because those elements, that alone, you have to know that these elements are shift changers and they will either fight with us, for us, or against us. Now, I never thought within my time I would ever see them come against us, but we are in the day of the awakening that we're not going to win. We'd be foolish to. I don't believe this planet is ever going to just disregard itself. If, you know, it's just kind of like we go back hundreds of thousands of years ago, you know, when it just regenerated. But, you know, she may dust herself up and some of us may survive and some of us may not. But we have to look at the gifts that was given to us and the gifts that are given to us, we have to be appreciated. So this is what the message for me out there is to have this global world awaken to the thirst of the pureness of what we are putting in our vessels because water carries memory. And within that memory, when we entered the wombs of our mother, we were downloaded with all the information of our ancestors that walked before us. And if we take that memory away, we're gonna be just kind of walking around, just not knowing which way we're coming or which way we're going or what we're gonna be crying out to. So I say this to everyone, when you look at that glass of water, just know that that is life. You know, if, if you have that glass of water and don't throw it down the sink, take that water and put it on a plant, put it outside. Just don't disregard it as, as nothing because it needs to feed the trees. And when the trees grow, all those arms reach out, they're like hugs. You know, that is a filter of air. And so we have to know those relationships. We have to know what is in the ground. And one of the things that I really need to express today is the identification of our forest animals are coming into our backyards. Because what does it say, we as humans, what are we doing to the forest, to their food sources, why they have to come to look for food? That should be a telltale sign for the world to see this. We're just at a very critical time of our food and water sources. And do we have time for prevention? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is, we have to work together. We can't have something 
cutting into the earth and the stuff that we know is going to affect and do a chain reaction to all our ecosystems. We cannot look away and just say, oh, it's a Band-Aid on it. We have to be responsible. And some will say, well, it's energy, it's gas and this stuff. Well, a hundred years ago, most of us, our energy and gas were our legs where we walked and we resonated and we were healthy. So we can't keep feeding into the tiredness and the laziness of what man can say can make life easier for you at the cost of cutting your life short. Does that make sense? Well, you've answered so many questions and inspired me enormously here. I said earlier as well, and, and we're having Elaine on later on as well, that originally I used to think water was a journey you went on to discover life once I woke up to it. But then I realized it's a journey of remembering life and it teaches you where we need to go. And our lost connection to water, there's a magic point on that journey. And a lot of us on water stories, we've heard to, we're all on that, at that magic point. And at that magic point, it becomes, you tap into the pain of the waters and the tap into the pain of the indigenous communities who have known this for ages. This the, it becomes incomprehensible to even think about polluting water. In fact, the word pollution is inconceivable. And that's where we are. It's like, wow, it's almost a wake up there. Look what we've done. How do we get here? And you've answered so many questions and given so much beautiful. My, my question for you was really what, what message can you share for the waters, for the world to listen, to listen? And how can we then use that to serve generation come by? You, you've answered that in many ways. I would love you to come back and we can go for a really, really deep dive on all of this. And I hope there is some hope for the future because the generations are coming. We have some youth on. And they're doing some very special things and they've worked this out as well on their own. And it's our role is to make sure that these generations behind us have to have a, an education and an experience of what water's true nature is. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said diving into it because I wrote something now just before you said that I said, sometimes when you dive into unexpected waters, you never know what is at the basin of the flow. And that stayed with me just before I came on. Isn't this something? And I believe we're coming to a closing year soon. Am I correct? We are. We are. Yes. But we, we can, we'd love to go really out with a blessing. Yeah. Appreciate the next speakers in that there, because I believe you're just getting all these little drips of information that is going to fill your cup of water today to really make you see a newer tomorrow, to be a little bit more aware and appreciative of really what life is about, because you got to remember also, is that this body is a plant. And if you harm that water and you put harmful waters in you, you can imagine the disasters what's going to happen. So when we say water is life, and when you stand up for the rights of those waters in that there, you are standing up for your own rights to live in this world healthy. So I'm going to use it with a closing. And I just... I am so honored to be in this, this beautiful circle that is happening today and I believe throughout the days to come. So thank you, Jamie Gwitt, for inviting me on. Thank you very much. Your presence here is immense. Thank you very much. We have one or two minutes to say a prayer if you wanted to say it, go out with that small prayer. Jamie Gwitt, Jamie Gwitt, Creator. 
as we look to the four directions, to the sky world, to the earth world. We ask for you to remind us to awaken our inner spirit, to push that empowerment button. Through this empowerment button, maybe use the voice, the voice that we speak with today, be that energy box that we may be able to fulfill all the ones out in this world that are walking within a silence, not knowing what, where they're going, what we want to do is help fill and nourish that and let it be through water. Let it be through a clean filter of water, not the liquids that are tarnished, not the alcohol, you know, not the drugs and stuff. Let it be with that water, that memory, so it may awaken your spirit so they may walk in a good way. May this day move forward. Jimmy Butch, Jimmy Butch, Jimmy Butch. Aho. Thank you very much for your service to the water and your wisdom. I will really be humbled to continue this at another water story when we can. Oh, yes. And many tobaccos go to all the water protectors and land and air protectors as we speak today. They're facing such hardship and they're doing it for us, all of us. Miigwech. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Such beautiful wisdom. It's important to embrace the silence afterwards to to let the wisdom immerse within our souls and allow it to allow us to enrich us it's absolutely true it's our, our cup of water is going to be full and flowing remember we go until the last water story has been told until every voice is heard as we are all in the waters together so don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, or even share with your nearest and dearest. And go check out mattthor.com and launching this August, newwatergeneration.com. I'll see you in the next episode where we'll be weaving all knowledge systems for more water science, traditional eldership, water stewardship, artistry, water crystallography, mysticism, and conscious participation in the awesome game of life. Water. Well, love. <laughs>